Welcome to the playgrounds where we discuss the old orange ball rolling around. Is uh, that what sport has an orange ball? Basketballs are orange. No, I know. I was trying to think if there was another one. <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, uh, ping pongs are orange. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this is a table tennis podcast. <laughs> you are listening to the voices. Of myself, Herb, and my dear friend, Arik. What's up, Herb? Who's been willing to make some time for us? i sorry, I interrupted you on purpose. <laughs> uh, Arik, who's down uh, uh, away from home, very busy right now. We're not going to get into the particulars of his personal life, but he's making some time for us, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Arik. Uh, it's a pleasure, if I go too long without getting to rant about, you know, things, then it, it uh it's no good. Yeah, you got a rant. I got to de rant, you might say. That's pretty rough, buddy. Is that the worst joke I've ever told on the show? Yeah, I know you didn't have that saved up because you were replying to something that I said that you didn't know I was going to say, so I'm going to give you a little time off for good behavior, but that was rough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not at my best, folks. I'm I'm definitely not at my best today. So we we had a wonderful experience uh, almost a week ago. You and I went to the Shoreline Amphitheater to see Steely Dan. We had a great time, although I want to tell all the folks at home that uh, Herb did not like it that the other friend that he brought on the trip with us and I got along well. It would have been one thing if you guys had gotten along, but you were like best friends. (laughs) Why is that a bad thing? Because you ganged up on me and you kept making fun of me. (laughs) We really did. It was pretty great. great. Yeah, Mr. (laughs) Innocent, make me sound like a jerk. (laughs) What can I say? It was a great trip. The concert was wonderful. The we had uh, a really nice meal in Palo Alto. We, did. we sure did. We had a couple we, of brews uh, at the round table. I've been telling that story a bunch this week, uh-huh. and I really like that. So we went. So uh, so Herb and I are both. Um, we're we, we like good beer, but we don't like uh, uh, to always be drinking sort of. California craft brewery beer or or yeah, all this kind of stuff. And really so we're in scene. No, mine either. And so we're in Palo Alto and, and for those of you who don't know, it's a pretty fancy place and we're on like the main street of it and we're like, Well, where can we get a drink before we have to go to the show? And we look up there's a bar like pretty close by and we go in there and I walk up to the front and I ask the, the bartender, you know, please tell me about your cheapest Mexican beer and my, says, my alarm oh. bells started going off and there it was like no cash cards only. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, and so he like, said, uh, he said, we don't have any. And I said, okay, well, tell me about your most Pilsner-y beer. And he said, we don't have any. And I said, do you only have IPAs? Because that's when I put it all together. And he was like, well, we have one wheat beer. And I was like, all right, man, uh, have a good night. And, <laughs> and we walked back out. And then we were like, well, where are we going to get a drink? And then we saw the round table pizza that I think has been there since the 80s and has never changed at all. And uh, we're like, wonder if they have alcohol. We go in and they had Pacifico on draft. And we had a nice pitcher and uh, and a nice time before we had to go to the show. Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, uh, it all worked out in the end. It did. It really did. But yeah, I it that that place was pretty packed. That only had IPAs, and it's like, man, who who I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. I like an IPA in a pinch, but I mean, they had sure. so many beers and they were all, yeah, yeah, it was not a small, that's the, that's the thing it was, I should have mentioned. It was not a small selection. It was like 20 or 30 beers and they only had one type of beer. It's like going to an ice cream store and they're like, we have 20 flavors and you're like, cool. And it's like all variations of chocolate. Yeah. It's like French chocolate, Dominican chocolate. Like, cool. That's cool. Is that's Dominican cool. chocolate a thing? I don't know. 
I can only think of like I wish you had said vanilla. I knew more flavors of uh, vanilla. There's there are probably lots of flavors of chocolate too. I don't really like ice cream, so I'm not the right person to to, to use that reference. Some riff on ice cream. Well, I apologize, yeah. Eric. I really set you That's up okay. to fail there. You didn't know. Not unlike the NBA has set up the Cleveland Cavaliers to fail. <laughs> That's an excellent segue. Uh, so yeah. So I guess we do have to talk about basketball. Do you want to talk about anything else? Movies, uh, TV, food. No, I mean I haven't I haven't really gotten to do any of that, you know, the last week or so. Just been uh seeing old friends and uh, uh and meeting some new ones and, and and you know, drinking a little more than usual and so I'm a little apologize everyone for my uh voice today. I'm a little uh you know, hoarse. Yeah, you sound a little but, blown out, bud. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back. You know, I just need like one good night's sleep, but I haven't gotten it yet. So, um no, and I didn't get to watch uh, last night's game either. Did you? I actually did. Nice. You're uh, the best. I did it for the podcast. I was like, I know Ark's out of town, and he's probably not going to be able to watch, and one of us needs to have watched this game. So I am going to put it on my television and suck it into my eyeballs. Um, it was... Kind of, so game one and game three actually were kind of decent. Uh, it was really game two was the one where it was like just a total blowout. Um, and you can understand that they were pretty, you know, they were pretty uh, traumatized from what happened in game one. Yes. Game, okay, so I guess maybe we should just go in order of games. So the really Have we not talked since the wow we haven't had a podcast since game since before game one right yeah that's right uh, that's, that's wild right yeah okay let's get into this yeah it's funny it feels like a lifetime um, it does. it really does yeah so game one actually seemed like it was going to be uh, pretty compelling um, the Cavs uh, on on the back of of LeBron James. Scored 51 points on 32 shots. Uh, really looked like they were going to pull out a road upset for game one, which, you know, I know I'm a hater. I know I'm saying the Cavs have no chance and that these finals are a bummer. I would have been happy if that had happened and perhaps the dynamic had changed a little bit and it seemed like maybe there was a chance for an upset. That would have been really cool. Uh but instead, uh, J.R. Smith had a complete mental collapse at the end of the game, uh, got a rebound with seconds left when the game was tied, and decided to dribble out the ball. And then the Cavs proceeded to score, like, what, two points in the entire overtime? Uh, seven points, but the Warriors scored 17. Yeah, so they got outscored 7-17 seven to 17 in uh, the overtime, and that was pretty much that. Um you know, there's there a lot of moments in sports where you can just sort of tell that a, a team collectively has its uh, spirits completely crushed, and this was a great example of that. That Cavs team was so uh, devastated, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't think of a single moment. Like, you know, uh, it's not guaranteed that they would have scored if J.R. Smith had more situational awareness, but they would have had a chance. Um, and you can really tell that they knew they kind of let one go. And in doing so, possibly, uh, I mean, at this point, almost certainly, but at the time it felt like possibly, you know, uh, had had really uh, uh, killed any chance they ha- they'd had in the series, however slim they might be. Yeah, it, it's such a crazy, I mean, it, listen, it's been dissected to death by everyone who got there before we did, but it, I think the, the most, I mean, I think one, there's so many aspects to it that I find fascinating. So like there's, there's what happened, which is obviously one of the biggest, uh, boneheaded mistakes in the history of sports. Right. Uh huh. But then, but then additionally, so Ty Lu goes out and says, uh, he didn't know what the score was. And you can see, people can see that that he pretty much says to LeBron on the court something like, I thought we were up. 
Yeah. Then he comes out and says that he did know what the score was and that he had some other motivation for doing that. And then the next day he says, you know what? I actually didn't know what the score was. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's just what a, what a crazy, what a crazy like sequence of events. And it's just like, you know, as, as several people pointed out to me talking about basketball uh, over the last week, that they, there were like three or four things that, that, that could have gone right for the Cavs. And if any one of them goes right, they probably win the game. So it's not just, I mean, listen, that J.R. Smith thing, you know, but you live by the space cadet, you die by the space cadet. But sure, yeah. there are, there are, I mean, if George Hill makes the free throw, if, uh, if the charge call doesn't get overturned, if the, uh, if, if they come out in overtime, like there's so many moments where just one little thing needs to go the Cavs way and just none of them happened. And I think for a lot of folks, myself included, who feel like this Warriors team is not just overwhelmingly talented, but also overwhelmingly lucky. It's, it's just amazing. It's just, how do you get every break? Like it, it's, it's, it's pretty it's, Yeah. It's kind of a, if you're rooting just for compelling basketball, even though that game itself was compelling, it's, it's, it's uh, very disappointing. But on yeah. the other hand, you know, did, did the Cavs deserve to win it? Sure. LeBron was uh, absolutely uh, uh, transcendent. You know, again, shot almost 60%. He was pretty great every single second he was out on the court. He was just ridiculous. But then, you know, Kevin Love shot 12.5%. They didn't really get a lot. Oh, man. Yeah, they didn't get anything really from anyone. Um, You know, uh, J.R. Smith had uh, 10 points as the third leading scorer on the team, it's like, you're just, you're not going to win. You're not going to beat the Warriors. If you have three guys in double digits and, and two of them are shooting, you know, well under uh, 40% and combining for 31 points. Uh, no, I mean, it was amazing that they were even in that position in the first place. It's yeah, it was like really, was... Uh, uh, really something else. Um, but it was uh, certainly, Certainly the most compelling game of the finals. The outcome was a bummer. Um, I do you think I don't know I don't know how many years are left on Jerry Smith's contract. But what do you think happens to Let's him when his out. contract is up? Oh man. Like is He's... he going to be in the NBA when his current contract, which please uh when you look it up, also remind me how much it's for. Okay. So he's uh he's thirty two years old. Uh huh. So, uh, so he's, you know, he's not that old, right? Yeah. Like in yeah. theory, he could play. But on the other hand, I mean, he was really terrible this year. So, uh, so this is he is uh, his contract. Oh man, whoa! So he's in the second year of a four-year deal right now. Oh my gosh! And how much is it? So he has two more years. Well, the contract was four for fifty-seven million. So next year he gets fourteen point seven, and the final year he gets fifteen point six. That is so painful, but also kind of funny. Oh, god! It looks like the last year might be uh, a team, team option because option, it says twenty nineteen three point eight. No, well three point eight million. Guaranteed fully, if not waived, on number four six twenty nine nineteen. So it's possible that he that, that it's one more year and then a team option, which would be much better. Yeah, yeah, for for Cleveland. Honestly, for Cleveland, yeah. I don't. I can't watch the play basketball anymore. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer. Let me see. For a four year, fifty seven million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the fourth year is not fully guaranteed. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, but so they, if they point, wave it's him, fully not guaranteed. I mean, there's yeah, no way that they will wave him. They will either trade him or they will wave him after next season. But I just don't know who wants him. Like what? Nobody. I guess maybe as an expiring. As what does Jared Smith relief. give you in in 2019? You know, the thing is, he was really good last year. Uh, I don't know, man. He uh, right last year he, he was scored like good. eight points. Am I remembering this that? Year. He's been terrible on the road in the playoffs. He makes careless plays that, at best, he makes careless plays that jeopardize the safety of other players. At worst, he's just straight up a dirty player. Um, 
You know, to actually, me, he, he, he basically had the same stats last year as this year. Oh, well, it was the year before, I think, the, the year that he earned the contract that he was actually quite good. Oh, yeah, 12 point, but 12.4 points per game, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, you know, he used to be considered to be a pretty strong defender and all this stuff. I don't know. J.R. Smith isn't he, the sole reason why they lost this game. He's not the sole reason why the team's so overmatched. But he is, uh, for the money he's making, man. You know, but again, this is kind of like, this is kind of LeBron's fault. Like, he was the one who put a lot of pressure on the Cavs to pay his guys. It was a team he wanted, and, and uh, and yeah, you know, that's why that's why they're stuck with, like, J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I mean, it's, all it's, this money. it's not a, uh, it's not a new thought that, yeah. um, the, the GM LeBron is not great. No, uh, no, uh but not. I think it was on, uh, today's, was it the Low Post? Or one of the podcasts I was listening to today said that, like, the thing seems to be that, like, oh, no, it was on uh, One Shining Podcast. I don't know if you listen to that, but I really like it. Okay, um, I'll have to check it out. Uh, but um, they were saying that, like, you know, one of the things about Jordan was that the reason he was such a bad GM is that he just looked for the physical skills and then just assumed everyone was wired mentally the way he was. Yeah, yeah. And I think LeBron has some of that same problem. It's like, oh, Rodney Hood, George Hill, these guys have incredible physical gift. They're going to get in there. We're going to do this. And it's like those people don't have the – mental makeup that he has they don't yeah. have they don't, they don't have, have they don't drive. have whatever it is that he yeah. has yeah all the all the little things that make him lebron because i mean lebron is sub- sublimely physically gifted but there have been many players who have come through the league with sublime physical gifts and lebron is definitely one of them but not all of them have done anything valuable or or taken full advantage like to take like i think it's a separate what's so impressive about the best players is that they have both the incredible natural abilities and the ability, the, the, the non-natural, or maybe it is natural, but in a different way, ability to maximize those gifts. So yeah, uh, a lot of people only have one or the other. And when they have the ability to maximize their gifts, but not as many gifts, we find that extremely impressive when they have all the gifts and not the ability to maximize it. We find them extremely disappointed. See Jeff Green. Exactly. There's a, I mean, you could make a almost endless list, you know, yeah. Kwame Brown. Is, is yeah. a great example. Well, People Kwame think that maybe this kid Hayden is going to be. Is that? Do you think that was the only? I mean, the guy was no, like I'm built kidding, like I'm a. Okay. But um, like I, you know, so I think that um, LeBron makes the mistake of thinking that everyone can be motivated to be like him, and there just aren't that many guys that in the league that are like that. And yeah. so he has a lot of guys on his team. He does not have a second person. Even Kevin Love, who is a a great basketball player, in in a lot of ways, doesn't. You know, he put up a lot of stats on a bad team. Right, like yeah, Kyrie was the guy who would say, "You know what? I got this," and and he doesn't have an "I got this" guy. And Jr. Smith, one of the reasons that the team liked Jr. is it's kind of for the same reason that the Warriors signed Nick Young is they're like, "Who can we find who has that irrational confidence?" Yeah, and and who can we find who just isn't going to notice the moment? Now the problem with not noticing the moment is you also have no freaking clue what the score is, <laughs> uh, which you know is a problem. But um, but I think it's it's uh, it's just the way it's it, it's just the way it is, and it's the and it's the real problem with this with this team. So. Agreed. So yes, that game one was uh, uh, very disappointing, uh, very frustrating, um, and really the most compelling this finals has got. Game two was just a blowout. The Warriors blowout. Yeah, yeah I don't even really know what to say about it. LeBron. It was. I think it was expected. I don't think you can come back from on the road from what happened yeah. in Game One and not and not have that happen. And LeBron was great. LeBron um, was great. You know, tw- no one else really points, was. Nine rebounds, thirteen assists. Yeah, no one else showed up. Yeah, and then for, and, for, but for I do, Warriors, you had you know uh, four guys in double or sorry five guys in double figures, including Javale McGee. You know, Steph hit that uh, broke that record for for three pointers in the finals. Three. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, it was a game that was close at times, but they never really had a chance, and then the Warriors completely pulled away in the end. Uh, I don't really have a ton to say about it. I guess congratulations, Steph Curry. Cool. Yeah. Um, but besides that, yeah, it was uh, it was not really fun basketball. Um, and then, uh, t- uh, do you have anything else to say about Game 2? No. Cool. Game 3? Same thing. 
<laughs> well, the first half looked like it was. I mean, the 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 Cavs were up by what, uh, like six or something like that. They were up, I think, by even more at at points in the game. Um, but uh, the thing was, it just never felt like they were going to win. And maybe that's an easy thing to say in hindsight. Like, oh well, yeah, they lost, so you can say, oh, it never felt like they were going to win, and that just makes you right. But it honestly felt like like watching it was like this is not going to. This isn't going to end well, uh, for uh, for Cleveland, um, and yeah, they just couldn't really sustain, uh, couldn't hold on to that lead, despite the fact that you know, and this is this is the kind of the thing with the Warriors that like is is tough. Like Clay and Steph both were really not that good. Uh, Clay had ten yeah. points. Steph had eleven points. Um, yeah, but. Kevin Durant had 43, and uh, enough of the role players kind of uh, uh, made up the difference. And, uh, you know, they only won by eight points. And you think, you know, you could think like, oh, well, that could have gone either way. And that's true to an extent, but uh, 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 the results were not surprising. And now we're in a situation where the finals is uh, uh, 3-0. And uh, in order to win... Uh, Cleveland would have to win four games in a row against a team that they, I don't think, have beat once this year. So, yeah, uh, I don't have my calculator on me, but uh, I think Mm -hmm. the math does not look good on this one. No, it's hard to figure out. I mean, you know, obviously people can point if they want to to the uh, 3-1 comeback a couple years ago, but the circumstances are just so different. Yeah, and I it just—it's it, really hard. I mean, it—it's. It, I think they could win Game Four, but it, you know, it's really hard to imagine them winning uh, uh, four games in a row, or even, frankly, more than one game at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even know if they'll do that. I really, um, you know, honestly, I just want it to be done. Like, I just hope the Warriors win out, and then this this kind of farce can be done with and then we can get into the the fun part of the season bring on the draft bring on free agency don't worry we have some fun stuff to talk about when we're done with this even today so don't worry about that but before we get to any of that uh what do you think steph curry played his way out of a finals mvp in game three well like is durant now the odds on favorite I, i think durant is definitely the odds on favorite um i mean obviously steph was really really great in game two uh, yeah. And, you know, breaking a finals record obviously uh, bolsters your MVP resume. But Durant has been more consistent nonetheless. It's, it's, even even if Steph had had, you know, 25 points on however many shots. I mean, Kevin Durant had 43 points on 23 shots uh, with 13 rebounds and 7 assists in that game. Like, Kevin Durant... Is you know Seth Curry? I know he's the heart of the team. I know his his uh, ability to hit three pointers from anywhere, which he did not do in Game Three. Um, but his his ability to hit no, like all those not. crazy shots really opens up the offense. Um, Kevin Durant is just like a more versatile player, you know, and he can play defense against pretty much anyone. And, and Steph tries on defense, but like you know, there's a reason why LeBron goes at him almost every possession, you know. Um, I, yeah, I have he's a hard... the, he's the weakest of a great, you know, great defensive. Group. Yeah, yeah. He's not he's not awful, but he's like six feet, six foot one, six foot two, and, and yeah. Um, to, to, if you were to answer your own question, do you feel like he? Do you feel like he was a candidate, or do you think that that's just a? Oh no, I think he's definitely a candidate. I think he still is. Uh, depends uh-huh. what happens now in game in game four. Um, I think because the series has gone the way it is, probably whoever puts their stamp on the final game is going to be uh, in everyone's mind. Uh-huh. Um, there hasn't been, you know, it's hard when the when the series is as, I don't want to say one-sided, because the games have been competitive to some degree, but when there's not really much of like a an overcoming anything narrative, or when it hasn't taken really a superhuman effort from anyone, maybe you say, okay, Durant with the 43 in game Three or, or maybe they split it. I don't know. It's just hard to see how, you know, you try to figure out, like, how they're going to build the story, right? Like, what's the, you know, in, in the first year that the Warriors won, you know, it was Iguodala, which is, like, kind of crazy. But 
he but he, he deserved know, it. He, it. he, he was, was credited with the with the, he played a great series and he was credited with the de- with the incredible defense on LeBron, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And no one else put did enough to take that away from him, right? No one else put their stamp on it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Last year it was clearly Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. So this year it's less clear. Steph's had a great game. Durant's had a great game. Durant had a kind of an off game. Steph had kind of an off game. No one else has really stepped up. So I think maybe whichever one of them has a better final game. Yeah, so let's assume it, it goes four. And it definitely could go longer. But let's assume it goes four just because it makes this easier. Okay. Whoever, I would say that whoever whoever crushes it, whoever puts their mark on game four is going to be the is going to be the uh, 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 MVP. Well, if Steph were to win the MVP, I guess that would be at least something unexpected happening in uh, in the series, which would be yeah, sure, cool. <laughs> anyway, there's not much to. I mean, you know, we'll we'll put a bow on it in a game or two, but you know, by next week we should know. And uh, and I don't know. Neither of us have a ton to say about this. We're both, I think, kind of. I think it's fair to say we're both bummed out by the whole thing, and. Um, just want to be at the, the the next stuff, but I do have uh, well one one or two small things, and then one thing we definitely need to talk about. Oh, am I am I not going to be consulted about whether or not we're done talking about the finals? Are we no, no longer that's what, This was the moment, and I'm your subservient, you Arik. This is the moment for you to do it. This is why I stopped talking, and I'll no, give you the chance. To to talk I I will but, say uh, last week, yeah, I was like really bummed. And I'm still not happy about this matchup, but now that we're over the hump, uh, I'm just, uh, I just don't care. I'm like, just cool. Let's just get through it. <laughs> I did have a guy, uh, I, I, I was walking home from work the other day and I, I saw a dude who works the door at a bar that I walked by on my way home. I said, Hey, and some drunk dude ran up to me. He's like, warriors, you know? And I'm like, cool man i was like i don't really care but uh congratulations and he's like you don't care and i'm like yeah i'm not really in either of these teams but you know i'm I'm happy for you and i'm happy for other warriors fans in the area like congratulations he's like oh oh well sorry at least you just get to watch beautiful basketball for the next five years and it drew me and like i did like i did call him out you know i was like beautiful basketball i was like did you watch the warriors during the regular season like that lethargic disinterested uh, crap that they put up for eighty games before before they finally turned it on. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. That no, that you perfectly summed up why we both do not enjoy uh, San Francisco sports fans <laughs> in like one story. It's it's incredible, and I mean maybe you know maybe you and I are just people who if we you know we just don't like anyone. Uh, who's on top for that long in any city would drive us crazy. But, like, oh, man, it's so annoying. Just, like, you were very, you went out of your way to be nice about that. I really did. And that was not enough. Because (laughs) the fact that you were just not, you know, head over heels for it, just, like, not, like, like, this is the pinnacle of, I mean, you know, it's such a false (laughs) narrative. Like, the the Warriors were, this year's Warriors, we're talking about this year. And this year's Warriors were objectively, well, maybe, okay, let's not go that far. But this year's Warriors were, to many observers, just not like a fun basketball team. Like, they didn't, they, they seemed to, like, just not have it this year. And it turns out they're so talented that that doesn't matter. But I'm not going to say, like, oh, my God, we're so lucky to get to watch this. I wish that were true. Like, if, if that were true, then I would say, you know what, I don't like what happened with competitive balance. I don't like that Durant went there. I don't like this. I don't like that. But, you know, at least we have this. But we don't. This playoffs was not fun to watch. Like, we've talked about it the whole playoffs. Like, yeah. the Warriors-Rockets was so not fun to watch. Like, it's not beautiful, wonderful basketball. The switching has gotten too insane. We, we're back to ISO. But, like, you know, we've gone over this. I don't. We don't need to rehash it. We've talked. People can go listen to the last, like, five episodes of the show. But, like, I just think that's such a ridiculous thing to say. And, it's, and it, I would say that that person probably doesn't really watch basketball. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. You know, there was a line anyway. that you texted me um, uh, after the first game, and I remember saying, that's going to be the podcast title. But you have to say it in the podcast. You forgot? 
I can't uh, say oh, it. Oh, I need to say it's it. It's like you're lying. You're saying I need to say it. Yeah. All right, I'm going to look back and find it, and then I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can save it for the end. Okay, but I'm going to try to find it. Uh, okay. In the meantime, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, on topic, uh, Kevin Durant has confirmed that he's going to stay with the Warriors. Oh, wow, that's so shocking. Um, <laughs> did you see, but also, uh, do you want to get into... Brian Colangelo was let go? Yeah, I want to get to that, but do you want to do like a couple minutes but while we're with the Warriors about his statement about why he went oh to the Warriors? Oh my gosh, just, thank you. For or he just like not me. into it. Yeah. So, there was an interview that Kevin Durant did where he explained his decision to get to the Warriors, and uh, just, just to paraphrase what he said, because I'm not going to look it up right now, he basically said, I wasn't being appreciated for my greatness in Oklahoma City. Uh, so I went to the Warriors where where people would finally, finally uh, uh, see the overlooked Kevin Durant for the player that he was. Um, this is such an infuriating statement. <laughs> uh, infuriating is maybe the wrong word. Because uh, at this point, it's just like his, uh, his level of delusion... Uh, or at least his his inability to kind of control his own narrative the way that he tries to is 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 amusing more than it's infuriating. I mean, the fact that he's on the Warriors is more infuriating than than anything that he says. It's just it's just so funny to me that he thinks he can like kind of control the narrative. Like like we don't remember that he won an MVP with the Thunder or he was you know started on the All Star game pretty much every year after his like third season. Like like. The idea that he was being overlooked is hilarious. Uh, what do you think of it, Arik? I, I mean, it's just like, so, why are you still talking about this? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what is he getting by still talking about this? Obviously, he's just got, like, a lot of, like, whatever about this. And he, it just, it, like... Everybody knew this guy was one of the best players in basketball. He, as you pointed out, he'd already won MVP. He'd already been to the finals. He'd already done been an All Star every year. He'd already like, like who who was questioning whether you were great? Like, and then he's like, oh well, my peers, but that that's ridiculous. Like, I but I just don't even understand why are you still talking about this? Like, I know, you, I know, you, you're stirring the pot that you're complaining about. So I just don't, I just don't understand. Like, I just don't get it. And, right. and, and, you know, I'm not him, whatever, but I just don't get it. I feel like all things considered, like, he can't be that upset with the way the narrative is because, uh, because people generally in the NBA have sort of accepted this and not a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's like a, Maybe a, a not an extremely loud, but a, a a noticeable minority of people still saying that stuff about Kevin Durant and how it's lame that he's on the Warriors and how they don't really respect him anymore. Like he's never going to quiet that that small contingent because people like you and me, well, there's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do. It doesn't matter how great he plays. It doesn't matter how much the Warriors win. It doesn't matter how many podcasts he does with Bill Simmons where he seems cool and nonchalant chalant, we're always going to see him the way that we see him you know in, no i mean th- there are things he could do but they don't they don't happen in in san francisco yeah it, i sure. mean it, whatever the next you know i mean as someone pointed out today on another basketball podcast like it's actually it was the same one uh four years ago lebron was hated by everyone yeah right and now we all kind of like him and even you are about to come around but that's interesting <laughs> or there uh but like you know what I mean, like he, he, he could Steph Curry, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant can absolutely uh, redeem himself, but it's going to happen with a narrative shift, and it's not going to happen because of anything he does in this situation. Like it, it, that's just not going to happen. So it it really is going to require him to find. I mean, you know, let's say that you know the Curry, Clint, Thompson, and Draymond all left the Warriors. Right, and yeah. now uh, uh, Durant's left in a LeBron situation, and he still drags the team to the finals. Okay, then that changes our perception of him. Or he goes to New York, like someone was theorizing, and he, 
the Knicks win a championship and he's the, and he doesn't build a super team. You know, yeah. there are, he goes back to I, my least favorite is he goes back to uh, the blunder and then, and then blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, there that's, are, there are, that's not things, happening. Don't worry about that. Well, I agree. No, I agree. But there are things he could do that what he can't do is win championships with the Warriors. Like, while being a, a basically a super team that is extremely uh, detrimental to uh, to basketball, like that, that's obviously not going to do it. But at the same time, to your point, no one is talking about that. But like you and me, on a show that you know has no relevance to Kevin Durant's life, right? Like it, it's just stop talking about it. Like it's not helping you you know yeah and 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 i just don't understand why he's still talking about it and it just it makes me sad it's pretty crazy like the level of uh uh you know this actually is is a good transition to the colangelo story which is now kind of old news and we don't have to talk to talk about a lot but i remember trying to explain this to a, a friend of mine who doesn't watch basketball and uh uh the whole colangelo thing um and I would say the same thing is true of Kevin Durant, who also did the whole burner account thing. Although Colangelo might not have been the one who authored the burner accounts. No, it was um, most likely his wife. The, 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 the law firm says it, 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 they have no proof that it, he knew about it, and they have a lot of proof that it was his wife. Okay. So. But uh, uh, I'm sure the wife was uh, echoing the sentiments of her husband at the very least, uh, if not if if he wasn't at all aware of it, you know. But uh uh you know, you look at a guy like Durant, you know, all the money in the world, all the accolades in the world, big spotlight on him all the time, which he wanted. Um and and he's still not like obviously totally like happy, you know, the 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 way that people see him and the things that people say about him get to him. And that that makes sense, you know, he's he's a uh, human being you know but uh it you know if you're a normal person which we're close to normal like you you look at a guy like that and it's like you know what 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 more could you possibly want in your life to have some level of of uh contentment or at least like satisfaction with where you're at you know and and the colangelo thing is sort of similar it's like that guy is you know he's not james dolan you know like he he's a respected very successful GM whose moves people in the offseason uh, thought were good. And all the, you know, the, the team was successful this year. Uh, they, they exceeded expectations. Uh, a lot of his moves were seen um, after after the season played out. People said stuff like, oh, J.J. Redick, what a smart signing. What a, what a great addition to that team and a great veteran leader, you know. And even as as there were struggles like the whole Mark Fultz thing and, 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 and stuff like that. No, no one really was like dragging his name through the mud. And, and, and despite that, uh, you know, his wife still felt the need to go out on Twitter and, and defend this guy. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really offers a lot of insight into how, uh, how these people they're they're just like us in their insecurities and 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 whatnot and of course they are right and there's nothing yeah. makes them any different than us they just have a job sure right? and, sure and, but um it is amazing i mean you know uh, i i just think about like it, it, it's i don't know it's such a complicated thing because it's like on the one hand I totally understand how this could happen. Uh, but at the other hand, it's insane. Right. But like, I think, I think one of the biggest things that you need to have, if you're going to be uh, in a job like that is that for you and your, your significant other is that you just, or anyone in your family or immediate circle is you just have to not, you just have to be able to not care what people think. Sure. Yeah. And that's really hard. Right, some people are wired that way. Most are not, in my experience. And no, it's just you're absolutely really, right. really, really hard. You're absolutely right. And I think right. that you know, undoubtedly, he complained about things at work and shared things with his wife. Which anyone, I'm not the first person to say this, even today, but anyone who says that he should not have told his wife these things is not married. 
like and has never had a, a long-term significant other like that is impossible that is not sure. happening just deal with that but it's like you know obviously she felt the need to defend him and that's in some ways loving I mean in other ways a little unhinged and it's like it just needs to not I don't know it's just it's such a weird yeah I don't know that like the the weight of these expectations and the eyes of so many people and you know the the weight of social media and everything it just is toxic and I don't and at the same time like I think Zach Lowe said this he will never be a GM again yeah I mean, it's it's and, hard it's hard to imagine any team wanting to take take a shot with him because uh, I mean this is calamitous, you know, like the airing all the all the dirty laundry and whatnot. Like that's it's kind of the the first rule of being a D- GM, you know, is is playing playing it close to the vest yeah. and, and and not you know where all the this... bodies are buried and and you don't reveal it exactly exactly. And, and I mean, you know, there's just no way. There's no way. He could never get a free agent. He could never get a rookie. He could never get anything. Like, I mean, I don't know how you come back from this. I don't think you do. I think yeah, he'll people transition. Were saying that, like, by uh, the way. People are saying that this is a team that is a, a, a real real potential LeBron uh, uh, destination. And, uh, you know, that's that's why they had to fire him as, as quickly as they possibly could. Because LeBron's... LeBron's not going to go to Philadelphia if a guy like that is at the helm. No one's going to go to Philadelphia if a guy like that's at the helm. I think LeBron is a little bit of a red herring. I'm sure it helped. But they, they had to fire him no matter what. Sure. Uh, and the earlier you fire him, the it's actually really smart because, you know, the draft is in like 13 days or something. Mm-hmm. Free agency starts. Right. That's rough, though. Firing your GM just like less than two weeks before the two draft. Weeks. Yeah, but it's better than less than one week. Yeah, I guess you're right, but I mean, and I don't, I don't feel super. Ba- I mean, listen, I think it sucks for Mr. Colangelo that this happened, like, especially because he wasn't the one actually, most likely wasn't the one actually doing the tweeting, and I'm sure his wife feels terrible. And like I said, I don't think he'll ever get, get this job again. But you know, he also has done very well for himself, and uh-huh. and will undoubtedly find other things to do with his his life and time. But it just sucks. It's like he's. He was in the, you know, he had the, his career taken away from him, and he deserved to. So I don't feel that bad, but on the other hand, it sucks. So, well, if, you know, if and this yeah, really happened it's, without it's, his knowledge, I I feel really bad for him. Like if he didn't know that his yeah. wife was doing that. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, he totally deserved it because, at the end of the day, he's in a position where certain things have to be true, and they weren't. Right, and you and your wife are a team. Uh-huh. And he needed to make sure it was his job to make sure that she understood how sensitive that material was. Yeah, and what and he didn't do that. But right? she obviously she understood it to an extent like she because she it. said it what she thought was anonymously. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean I I totally agree with what you're saying. Um. Uh, but I do. Uh, I do. I just think the whole thing is just kind of sad. Yeah. But I guess you're not saying that it isn't sad. Um, no, it's totally sad. It just it, it, it just sat all around. It sat on every vector. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, the Sixers are in trouble. I mean, this was already going to be most likely an incredibly um, momentous uh, free agency for them. Like, this, this, they are one of the teams with potential to transform into from what they have been, which has been, a, you know, a basement team into yeah. a real competitive perennial um two uh, young and, franchise changing players uh yeah yeah it's a very exciting and now time they're gonna have to yeah. do that yeah but now they're gonna have to do that like on the fly yeah which is they just i mean they, what, what happened is they just upped the difficulty level it was already let's be clear here having ben simmons and joel joel Embiid is a huge step in the right direction but a lot of teams in the history of basketball have had to really promising young players and have not ever achieved their goals. Sure. Right? Yeah. So it, was, it was already an uphill climb and they just made the steep, the, the climb steeper. They basically um, did the opposite so. of what Kevin Durant did by going to Golden State. <laughs> incredible, <laughs> incredible tying it together. By the way, uh, I believe what you want, what, I believe that uh, you, what, earlier when I said 
you live by the space cadet, you die by the space cadet. I should have said you live by the clown, you die by the clown. Thank you. No problem. I'm here for um, you. Can I <laughs> totally pivot away from basketball for a second? Sure. I just want to say that it is June 7th, and the Seattle Mariners are in first place in the AL West. That is crazy, man. Uh, do you, I, I, did you know that when I sent you the uh, the text the other day? When they beat Houston Which, and, oh, and got Oh, no. That. I knew that that was important, but I didn't realize that that flipped it. It's pretty wild, man. Um, what do you – is this uh, – is this sustainable? Do you think they're uh No. No? No, I, I think that I assume they'll find a way to destroy me uh post all star break. But the this is I mean, they're winning games that I just don't even know how they're winning. And what I do like is that their um differential is 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 good. I mean it's not Red Sox good, but you know, nobody is. But it's well I guess the Astros actually are, so maybe that's not a good predictor. <laughs> the Astros are plus one twenty one. But the Mariners are, you know, pretty consistent. Twenty and twelve at home, nineteen and eleven away. You know, plus twenty two differential. They've been playing great. They are doing it with contributions from all over the roster. They're doing it without Robinson Cano. I, I, I mean, I you know, they're sweeping series. They're winning series. They're 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 just. It's a, you know, I, I they're what's going to happen? Of course, is that they're going to. At some point, I'm going to stop saying they're going to ruin this. And then that's when I'm fully bought in, and that's when they ruin it. And then that's when <laughs> the, most sad, the most sad. But uh, right now, it is just amazing. And I, you know, uh, actually, well, so I was talking to um, a, a Seattle friend uh, two nights ago, and I asked him, you know, what's going to happen. And he said, no, he thinks they're going to make the playoffs. And then just, are they're going to meet the Yankees in one, either the first or second round and lose to the Yankees because that is the most like Seattle Mariners thing to do. Is, That's a lot of teams to, thing to do. Make right? it. Well, sure. But we've made it to the playoffs like three times ever. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, and we've lost to the Mar- Mariners like two out of three, something like that. I mean, you lost to the Yankees two out of three. Yeah, I'm probably getting the numbers. The Yankees. I said Mariners yeah. again, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. We've made it to the, we've made it to the, the playoffs four times. And I'm and we beat the Yankees once uh, in '95, and then lost to the Indians in the uh, uh, next round. Mm-hmm. But we we lost to the uh, Yankees the year we won the most games that any team has ever won, and I believe we also lost to them uh, some of the other years. So it, it's just like it's just the it just feels like the most uh, Seattle thing to do. So yeah, in 2001 we lost to the Yankees in the in the second round. In 2000, we lost to the Yankees in the second round. Uh, you, you know what I mean? It's just like, it, this is just what happens. Yeah. So it, it just feels like we're we're going to, in 95, we lost to the Indians, and in 97, we actually lost to the Orioles. But two of the four years that we've ever made the playoffs, we lost to the Yankees in the second round. So I just assume we'll make it to the second round and use, lose to the Yankees. Sweet. Uh, well, I... Wait, can you imagine rooting for a baseball team that's only made the playoffs four times? <sighs> no, I can't. I can't. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I respect your cautious cynicism, um, but uh, I think it's very exciting. Um, yeah, but it is, it is very early. The Red Sox it's very early, but are it's, no longer it's in first place. No, but they're still doing pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. No, man. actually, they're back in first. They're back in first today. No, they lost today. They're a half game up. No, they're a half game up on the Yankees right now. Um, the app that I'm looking at, the MLB app, has them at a Red Sox uh, are 43 and 20 and the Yankees are 40 and 18. Yeah. So the Yankees have a 690 winning percentage and the Red Sox have a 683 winning percentage. Then why the hell does ESPN have them for Okay, anyway. This is compelling podcasting. <laughs> Let's argue about baseball standings. Um uh, do we have any other basketball stuff to talk about? I guess I have one other thing that I want to bring up quickly. Let's, let's do the one other thing. Uh Jalen Rose, I think, is the one who started this rumor that uh, among teams that LeBron is going to talk to in free agency is the Celtics, and that's not happening. And I, as I said to you when you mentioned this to me before, this is now my absolute favorite possibility because <laughs> I cannot wait until you and every other sanctimonious Celtics fan I know is suddenly wearing a LeBron jersey or shirt. And I just, I love it. 
when we reveal sports hatred to be so completely hypocritical and uh and I just can't wait. Well, I've never I've never pretended that it's anything other than that. I will acknowledge fully here right now that if LeBron somehow finds himself on the Celtics, even though the moves that that would take to to accomplish would really upset me, um, I'd I'd be I'd be on the LeBron train. The the possibly the the greatest player of of his generation. No, I mean definitely the greatest player of his generation on the Celtics, even at thirty three. Yeah, sure, why not? But will you admit that you also have expressed? loathing and complete and utter hatred for him for years uh yeah loathing for sure yeah complete hatred might be a little you have a little harsh he is the one he is the person you have expressed the most dislike for in any conversation i've had with you about any topic yeah because he beats us every year in the playoffs (laughs) i'm just saying you have talked so much smack and and it would be what 20 minutes after he announced he was taking his talents to a uh, uh, I don't know Dorchester, you know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. I was trying to pick a neighborhood to. Oh, sure. Let's be real to Cambridge. Uh, before you were like, you could say know, the North. Oh, I love him. Sure, the North End. Yeah, he's he's gonna he, where the good pasta is. Exactly. Um, where do you think that? What do you think? Twenty minutes before you were like ordering his jersey online. I mean, I know you're having fun with this, but if we're being completely honest. I probably wouldn't get the jersey. No? You, the, not even the t-shirt jersey? No. No, no. For LeBron, no. Okay. I think by mm, the third game, the third, like, close game he won, or the third time he had some kind of crazy thing, you'd be it. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, you're yeah. a really good by friend, the way, by the, the way. The... <laughs> if I don't get to have fun with this, I mean, come on. I have so little. This is the latest into a season that Seattle's been in first place since 2003. So, you know, so just let's like, make fun of our me, friend. Let's just let me have something. No, I'm not making fun of you. I would do the same thing. Okay. Like, let's be clear here. This is a sports thing, not a you thing. <laughs> uh, you know, as they say, live by the clown, die by the clown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we end it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much that, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk to everyone next week. Yeah, guys, enjoy the uh, end of this hugely compelling finals. Uh, I cannot wait for it to be over because basketball is about to start being fun again. The uh, the joy eclipse caused by this matchup is almost uh, is almost over. Almost over. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye.